with email, educate, or entertain. It's got to be one of the two, or in a perfect world, it's both. It genuinely needs to be valuable. People might click on the first one, first two, first three, if you're trying to click lead people through it, but it needs to be valuable, however that's defined to your end user, or people are just going to disregard. Email is like a mini landing page. Incorporate some sort of CRO tactics and messaging to nudge people towards a click a conversion. Really showcase what your differentiating factor is, your strategic advantage. We're trying to give our consumers all the information they need to make an informed buying decision. So when they see that email, it takes away any question or doubt. If you're a brand that's not doing that and your competitor is doing that, your competitor will likely win in that scenario. Wrong size, wrong color, didn't look right in the living room? There are hundreds of reasons your customers return products, but returns don't have to be goodbyes. They can be an opportunity to complete the shopping experience. Built exclusively for Shopify, Loop lets you create a delightful return experience to attract and retain more customers. By making it easy for your customers to find products they love, they'll come back again and again. See why thousands of Shopify brands like Allbirds, Chubbies, and Brooklinen trust Loop as their return partner at loopreturns.com DTC. All right, it's all killer, no filler, the D2C podcast. I'm Eric Dick. Today, I'm here with creative geniuses Cam and Alex Ortega from the Pilot House team. We're talking about email this Q4. And let's just start. Cam, is email overrated or underrated right now in your mind? <laughs> well, we were talking before the show. Uh, we're just riding off the back of the phenomenal DTC event that you hosted, uh, the DTC team hosted, I guess, just over a week ago now. And our, our friend Ryan from Truth was talking about email how big the piece of pie is in terms of revenue it is for for his business and i think he referenced somewhere in the ballpark of 25 to 30 percent of revenue comes through email and i i just remember the reaction in the crowd was just like holy shit what i took from that was people completely underestimate email in terms of a tool that they can use to increase profits for their business so yeah, absolutely. I think email is undervalued, underestimated, whatever you want to call it. And Alex, you're just, your point about real estate, I think, is really apt as well, just because it's like you've paid to bring all of these people into your world. Why, you know, you've got to use this more offline method to reach them so you don't have to pay for them again. Yeah, exactly that. Um, I think email, when, it, when you look at it from how it contributes to your bottom line, um, it could drastically improve your customer lifetime value, right? Facebook, a lot of times you're acquiring somebody at top of funnel, you might just reach them one time. They're only a one-time purchaser. Email really helps in building that relationship and also bringing them back time and time again, increasing your lifetime value to, you know, one and a half, two times, three times, um, which just boosts your Shopify revenue. So I, I bet there's a lot of, you know, this idea that, that email is still undervalued potentially by people. What do you think people are sort of like just going through the motions a little bit, like sending things out without really thinking about their audience, thinking about their cadence? Like when you, uh, Alex, on the, on the creative side on, on email, what, what's your sense of where people are going wrong with their email campaigns? Well, if you've listened to uh, Jordan's uh, previous DCC email, I know he went into depth around um, what type of offers you should be building. Um, anytime we pitch a client uh, on the email side, um, the biggest problem is their segmentation. Email is so technical that a lot of people don't actually understand the nuances of emails and um, how to effectively build your lists. So I think because it is so intimidating, 
a lot of people place it on the back burner. They look to things like building organic social media channel or paid ads because, you know, that's more widely accessible um, and it's easier to navigate. But email is much more nuanced, um, especially, like I said, when you're building out lists, engage lists, you know, uh, welcome flows, campaigns. Um, it's also much more hands-on. Um, it's more design intensive. So, yeah, that's kind of my take on, on the whole situation there. Jordan was on the podcast uh, a few weeks ago. He gave us our nine emails to include in our Black Friday, Cyber Monday sequence. And I said in that podcast that I would include the full list of emails and I never did. And I didn't realize until Cam wrote it out for me today. So we'll make sure we actually include this list of uh, the suggested offers and campaigns that we suggest as like a starting point that you can kind of use for your Black Friday, Cyber Monday sequence. Anything of note to add to the sequence that Jogo laid out there, Cam? I don't know about anything to add, but, you know, I, I, I don't think this is particularly unique. He even said it in the last podcast. Like if you just Google like Black Friday, Cyber Monday, the email flow strategy, there's probably going to be lots of different templates that came up. But it's a good podcast to listen to because Jordan goes into really good detail like kind of about each stage and each email that you want to send. But uh, I just it's funny enough, I was I in prep for this podcast, just kind of did a poll on the social side and was getting a pulse check from our clients in terms of what we're doing on like the lead gen side, building up it for Q4 now that we've rolled into October. And I feel like if you're a brand listening to this, I feel like, and you haven't prioritized Black Friday or just Q4 emails in general, lead gen obviously is a really important thing that you should be thinking about if you haven't been thinking about it previously in this year. And I think that would be the only kind of layer that I would add to Jogo's kind of sequence that he laid out is like the build up to Black Friday, Cyber Monday is obviously so important. We talked about it lots in the podcast. So that's kind of, that would be the only kind of additional ad I would, I would put on top of the list. And when it comes to lead generation, we're talking about things like contests. We're talking about things, obviously ramping purchases up. Uh, those, those are also emails. They become leads as well. But what, uh, anything else you'd add to like ways that w we're generating leads successfully heading into Q4? Yeah, for sure. Right now, the biggest thing that you could do for lead gen is offering exclusive offers or early bird access. It seems that which with every Black Friday, uh, there's a race to see who can put out their offers as fast as possible is that who can do it first. Um, we have clients that are running uh, Black Friday at the beginning of November, right? And it's typically because, you know, marketing costs are increasing during that time, really busy time of the year. So what we're doing is just we're running lead gen ads through Facebook um, and we're directing them to a specific landing page. And the whole premise behind it is, one, you can get a maybe exclusive 15% offer right now for signing up. The other thing is you just get early access or VIP access. It's all about how you frame it, right? Through there, you could also set up an exclusive offer only to your email list, right? So now consumers are getting kind of this VIP treatment. Um, they're not waiting until... Uh, November 25th or Cyber Monday. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of how we're doing it. I love that. Do you know what the uh, the threshold like what what are you aiming to acquire those leads for in relation to maybe the purchase price? I know with JBW we're talking, you know, $500 plus purchase prices in a lot of cases. What, you know, in, in this example like what's the most we'd be willing to pay for a, a lead that doesn't have a purchase attached to it? I think in competitive uh, price there it would probably be like three dollars right three to ten dollars in and around that range um and the nice thing about creating your own landing page is that you get more qualified leads higher intent right you can create a lead gen through facebook but a lot of those leads will come in cheaper but they're low quality 
right? Those aren't people that are going to convert later on down the road or even use the code. So we want quality leads and we're more than happy to pay for a quality lead because like I said, a quality lead will help increase the lifetime value of a customer. They're, they're showing intent. Now, when you offer discounts in, in these emails, I know this was more for exclusive access, but when you do offer discounts, what are you finding is working better right now? Percentages or dollar amounts? Depends on the, the value of the product. Um, what's the price point? But one thing that we're doing in JBW, for example, was they were offering $25 off your, your first timepiece. Um, but that isn't that compelling of an offer when you think about, you know, a timepiece can be up to $2,000, $3,000, or, you know, their lowest price point is, let's say, $400. Not much of a discount there. So we switched to 15% off. Now that's, that's just testing. But I think we're going to see uh, better results simply just by making that change. It also allows us to run that offer as an evergreen offer year round, right? Um, not just for lead gen, but you know, during lull periods where there aren't major promos or holidays happening, 15% off your next timepiece. You know, that, that's a pretty compelling offer any day of the year. Nice. Let's chat email design a little bit. What on the on the D2C side, you know, we, our sales emails work best because we're you know we're selling info and events and things like that when they're pretty as plain text as possible, when it just seems like, hey, here's a note from me. What what are you seeing on the email design side heading into Black Friday, Cyber Monday, Alex? We're seeing a lot of flyers um, calling out the, the big, bold discounts, uh, door crashing deals, et cetera. But I think it's important to get the offer across clearly and concisely, um, having a strong merchandising section that showcases uh, your best deals or most popular products, showcase the savings during that time. The was now perfect example, you know, crossed out old price, new prices is highlighted in red, for example. Things like if you have an installment plan provider like Afterpay or Klarna, showcase the reduced prices and broken down into installments, right? What that does is demonstrate accessibility and, and ease of purchase, um, and it just creates far more intent. Um, the other thing that I like to, to test throughout there, through that, that experience, um, is it doesn't have to be, you know, this grand masterpiece of an email. Like you said, a lot of your emails in DTC, they're just more personalized. Like here are these notes. And last year, I remember getting emails from, you know, that were framed as if they were an email from the founder. It felt like it was an email from a friend. Uh, it was more personalized. And we've seen that do really well in the account in just like evergreen offers um, within email touching on the discount or the offer, why you're creating this offer. It's just a more personalized approach. And people actually take the time to read those emails versus something that's always just, you know, visually appealing. It makes me think of the thing the hustle did a few years ago where they sent out something that looked like it was like a reply all to the whole company and it's like, here's our top secret offer. And it like leaked out ahead of time. And then it was this big like, oops, but it got all this attention. And I'm sure it had massive engagement because people were like, oh, they were let in on something they weren't supposed to see. Um, I thought that was pretty masterful marketing. I feel like that's just the rule of thumb for content in general, like educate or entertain. Like it's got to be one of the two or in a perfect world, it's both. But with, with email, if you're the one responsible for constructing the email or you're, you're managing the team that's constructing your email design and copywriting, email is an interesting one. Like it genuinely needs to be valuable or people like people might click on the first one, first two, first three, if you're trying to like click bait people through it, but like it, it needs to be valuable. And, and however that's defined to your end user or people are just going to disregard, disregard because people ultimately have to click through to actually see what you want to say to them. 
iOS 14.5. The infamous Apple update left D2C brands struggling to find and market to the right audiences. That's why hundreds of D2C brands are turning to Black Crow AI to boost their holiday marketing. Their plug-and-play machine learning technology measures in real time every visitor's likelihood to buy. You can then use these predictions to build predictive audiences for retargeting and prospecting. In short, Black Crow AI can significantly boost ROAS by helping you specifically target people who will actually want to buy from you. Find out why brands like Magic Spoon, Baraby, and Liquid IV are using Black Crow AI to supercharge their holiday marketing efforts. Visit blackcrow.ai DTC to request a 30-day free trial. One of the most important things in selling, obviously, is sort of urgency and scarcity. And there's obviously, with Black Friday, Cyber Monday, there's some urgency built in there. Uh, it's only uh, this four-day period, although we like to stretch it to, to months sometimes. What are our best tips for inspiring urgency and really hammering home scarcity around Q4 with, with people? So, I mean, I, I think the visual there's like when it comes to email there's a visual component and there's obviously the copy the messaging the story that you're trying to get across um and i I think there's like some really simple we wrote down like some really simple rules from from a copy perspective but these don't necessarily only lend themselves to copy they all kind of blend into the the overall visual as well but yeah in terms of increasing urgency simple rule like use numbers Think about what someone's Gmail inbox is going to look like, uh, you know, come the morning of Black Friday, Cyber Monday, whatever day it is. They are going to be flooded with emails from different companies and newsletters that they've signed up with. And if your offer isn't clear and concise and inviting to people for people to click on, they're just not going to click on it unless they have a really high like affinity to your brand and they're really passionate. Another simple one, make them feel special, kind of like meet them where they're at. So if they've signed up for a VIP deal, a secret offer, a whatever, make sure that language is fluid all the way through into the, you know, the actual subject preview text that they're seeing in the emails uh, into the actual copy that you've included within the email. So use those things, use the, use those buzzwords, limited, exclusive, secret, VIP, whatever it may be. Um, door crasher. I liked Alex's use of door crasher. Yeah. That's a great, great one. I mean, in the buildup, maybe, maybe less uh, relevant on the actual day of, but in the buildup, you know, Alex was talking about how brands are starting to communicate their, their offers really, really early in the month in that buildup, make sure it's really clear what your offer is and when it's going to be available to people unless you're running something that's a bit of like a mystery deal. But people need to know what they're going to be able to buy at a discount and when it's going to be available. So use the actual number date whenever whenever you can and make sure that it's really clear and concise what they're going to be able to get at that you know promotional price point. And the last thing I wrote here is, and maybe this lends itself more into the visuals or a combination of both, but have some fun with it. Like make it holiday centric. People absolutely love Thanksgiving. Who doesn't like to eat turkey? So, you know, make it punny, like r- make it relevant to like the moment in which people are going to be reading your email. So like people are going to be sitting there with like a super full belly of turkey, connect your promo to like that feeling of sitting on the couch full of turkey, like simple examples of like, I, I flipped through some examples online and you know, it's like, are you full of turkey? Like get a pair of comfortable shorts to like lounge on the couch in or like, you know, you wake up the next day and you're like, are you ready to run your turkey mile? Get these fantastic running shoes to run in, you know, speak to your customer and try and put yourselves in their shoes the day in which they're going to be reading your emails. 
And don't be afraid to be a little weird, as Abe said the other day on uh, on the podcast a couple weeks ago. Just like, you know, weirdness is is how personality comes out. That's really one of the big secrets of D2C newsletter is that we just started writing about business, but we were willing to be a little weird and fun. And it's really, really helped us. Thanksgiving is a really interesting one because I know like back, you know, from my affiliate marketing days and some of my other marketing days, like Thanksgiving was always a really challenging time in terms of like getting attention with ads. So it's interesting to think that, yeah, you can you can tap into it a little bit more with emails and and sort of link link the nostalgia, link those very visual, you know, things we've all experienced, whether it's turkey or pie or or whatever to your offer in a way that that resonates. So I love it. I'm very excited about my turkey. We're uh, headed into Canadian Thanksgiving, which is less relevant to our American listeners, um, but I'm very excited about that. What else? Is there anything else from a writing perspective uh, that you recommend uh, goes into people's Q4 email strategies? I think to add what to what Cam was saying, um, I think really hyping up the the event, right? Hup, hyping up this time of year um, for a lot of brands, you know, they go. I don't know if I can say this, but they go balls to the wall <laughs> with the offer that they're able to uh, to provide. Um, like I said, they really are door crashers for some of the brands that I work with. Their deals are the best deals of the year, right? Um, and really showcasing that this isn't going to happen again. This is going to ha- This isn't going to happen anytime soon. Hype up the hype up the situation, right? You know, the day that we've all been waiting for, etc. On the copy side too, right? Looking ahead, the holidays are. Uh, a month after uh, Black Friday, you know, using messaging for like, do your holiday shopping now, get ahead of the rush, save now, et cetera, whatever, whatever that messaging is. But um, just taking a look at that entire time of year and seeing how you can um, create angles from it. Like Cam said, Thanksgiving, next thing is Christmas or the or holidays, whatever it is. Um, gifting, big angle there too. So it's not just about buying for yourself. Gifting is is the biggest sleeper of the season in a way, right? And, and all the brands that we spoke to at this mastermind were all thinking of how they could orient all their distribution channels towards gifting as well, whether it's Amazon, like making sure that there's an image in the, you know, um, product images of, of your product being gifted. Like there's just so many ways to take advantage of that gifting phenomenon because that's where I think a huge percentage of, of holiday sales actually come from. Yeah, Jogo talked about it in the last podcast, that perfect pairing email that was like in the the middle of the sandwich of the sequence that he talked about. But I I totally agree. I think it's an an underrated. um, We had a note here on like if you, if for me definitely, but I would imagine the bulk of people are in the same mindset. Come you know Black Friday, Cyber Monday, there's never a period in time in which they're more ready to pull out their wa- their wallet and make a purchase. But I think like the mindset, and again, I'm leaning on some of the language that we learned from Ryan from this DTC event. But it's like transactional psychology. There there's like parent, there's adult, and there's child. And when it comes to that weekend, people are thinking rationally. They're especially your engaged segments uh, they're thinking about they've been waiting for this moment all you need to do is present them with an offer that is compelling enough to make them purchase the product so gifting is a great example of like hey if you're thinking about purchasing a product for yourself or someone else or whatever it may be there is no better time here's an offer take it you've got no reason not to and doing that in a really simple way there is like it's just a great strategy to add to what Cam was saying there around people are really sitting on, on their wallet, you know, they're getting bombarded with emails and they're making more 
rational buying decisions. There's a lot of competition in the space. So one thing to remember is email is like a, a mini landing page, right? If you can incorporate some sort of uh, CRO tactics and messaging to nudge people towards generating a click a conversion, uh, really showcase what your differentiating factor is or uh, your strategic advantage, as we like to call it is, um, you know, somebody might be looking into buying a similar product during that time, maybe they have a similar offer, right? But you might be that brand that offers maybe free shipping without a minimum order value. Or if you have payment options, showcase that that just makes it easier for them to to afford that maybe larger purchase uh, your unique selling props about the product or service uh, maybe you have a really easy return policy or a money-back guarantee so this is one thing we've been incorporating within emails uh, from a design perspective because we're trying to give our consumers all the information they need to make an informed buying decision so when they see that email it takes away any question or doubt of how easy this purchase process could be and they click to the next page. If you're a brand that's not doing that and your competitor is doing that, your competitor will likely win in that scenario. I love it. We preach landing pages all the time on on the show, obviously. And and to think of your email as that first landing page, I think is really smart. Then I'm, I'm curious, from an email perspective, do you then often just drive to the PDP after that? Do you drive to, to another landing page? Do you drive to their homepage? Where, where do you recommend people actually link out to on these emails? Depending on the email, uh, an email can have kind of something I call section blocks, so multiple section blocks, um, link to the pertaining uh, CTA, right? If it's shop best sellers, link it to your best sellers. If it's shop a specific product, link it to that specific product. So it can vary for kind of uh, generic shop all, send them to your best sellers page. Very cool. Nice. Well, uh, thanks for coming on the All Killer No Filler D2C podcast today, guys. This was a lot of fun. Any uh, any big Thanksgiving plans? Will either of you get uh, – I know you're in Turks and Caicos there, Alex, but will, will either of you get your, your turkey fix this Thanksgiving? I'll be eating jerk chicken on the beach. That's what I'll be doing. Amazing. How about you, Cam? I'm making my my first ever turkey this Thanksgiving. Miles, milestone event for me. Is that what the sourdough loaf was for? Are you going to use stuff? Are you going to do sourdough stuff? No, in? that was just to stuff my face this morning with sourdough. Oh, nice. <laughs> Completely unrelated. As I was stuffing my face with a breakfast sandwich, I saw Cam on the street in case anyone was wondering. Nice. Okay, thanks, guys. This was fun. Thanks so much, Eric. All right, later. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you're not getting the D2C newsletter, you can subscribe for free at directtoconsumer.co. And if you want to learn more about Pilot House's all-killer, no-filler services, take off to pilothouse.co. I'm Eric Dick, and this has been the D2C Podcast. We'll see you next time.